was as though I just went really, really dizzy, as though I was going to faint. And the left-hand side of my body, it was as if it was, like, vibrating. It just went completely numb. I couldn't stand up. Uh, my boss at the time, she tried to give me some water. I couldn't drink it because I couldn't feel the left side of my face. So it just completely came out. Um, and because of where I was, I was like in customer view. So there was two colleagues that helped me up and moved me to the back of the restaurant. I knew it within myself that I was having a stroke. So she actually rang 111 and I said, no, you need to ring an ambulance. But she rang 111 and the operator on the phone actually sent an ambulance and then I was rushed to the local hospital where they did a CT scan. It showed that I'd actually had a bleed on my brain. I actually blacked out at that point and I don't remember a lot. But from what I've been told, I went very quiet as though and I just went to sleep. They then put a shunt in because it couldn't drain itself they had to do something in order for it to drain and then in the following September I was taken to a neuro rehabilitation facility where I had to learn to walk again and use my left arm again and just to do basic things I did the two months in the hospital and then four months in the rehabilitation centre so it was extremely scary coming home. It was daunting because, I mean, the first time I came home, I was on like a day visit and it didn't actually feel like my home. Hello, I'm Mark Goodyear and this is Stroke Stories, the podcast that seeks out and hears from stroke survivors. An AVM or an arteriovenous malformation is a cluster of abnormal connections between arteries and veins. These most often appear in the brain, and about 88% of people who have one display no symptoms. But if they leak or burst, they can cause serious strokes. Today we hear from Charlene Carrington from Great Harwood in Lancashire, who suffered a stroke at the age of 23. I was quite an active person. I was manager in a fast food restaurant. So I was commuting quite a lot between places. And basically, yeah, just working. I would literally just worked all the time. I've got a little dog. So I used to take him out quite a lot. And me and my partner just used to go on walks everywhere, used to go to different places. So yeah, I just lived a very active lifestyle. My stroke happened on the 24th of July 2019, when I was 23 years old. It actually happened when I was in work. Basically, I started, did it got up like it was a normal day, commuted to work. It was when I was actually in work that I started with a like a pain in my head, a very severe pain and a headache. And then it was as though I just went really, really dizzy, as though I was going to faint. And the left-hand side of my body, it was as if it was, like, vibrating. It just went completely numb. I couldn't stand up. My boss at the time, she tried to give me some water. I couldn't drink it because I couldn't feel the left side of my face. So it just completely came out. 
And because of where I was, I was in custom of you. So there was two colleagues that helped me up and moved me to the back of the restaurant. It was then where I said to my boss, I was like, listen, I am having a stroke. And at the time, it was very much one of them things that I never thought would happen to me. You know, I was 23. I thought I was untouchable. I thought nothing bad could happen to me. And even my boss, she actually like said, you know, you're not having a stroke. You're not having a stroke. I was like, I am. I knew it within myself that I was having a stroke. So she actually rang 111 and I said, no, you need to ring an ambulance. But she rang 111. And the operator on the phone actually sent an ambulance and then I was rushed to the local hospital where they did a CT scan. It showed that I'd actually had a bleed on my brain. I actually blacked out at that point and I don't remember a lot. But from what I've been told, I went very quiet as though and I just went to sleep. I was then rushed to Royal Preston Hospital where... They did an angiogram and it showed on the angiogram that I had actually suffered an AVM rupture, which is basically abnormal connection of blood vessels. I'd not been diagnosed with that beforehand, so this was all very new. So they had to do emergency surgery to obviously drain the blood out of my head. And within that time, from like my family being around me and stuff, they could see that I had suffered a stroke because my face had dropped. I was really in a bad way. So from that, I was in hospital for two months. I had an EVD coming out of my head, which is a drain, to drain the fluid off my brain because the fluid wasn't dissolving like it should do itself. They then put a shunt in. Because it couldn't drain itself, they had to do something in order for it to drain. And then in the following September, I was taken to a neuro rehabilitation facility where I had to learn to walk again and use my left arm again and just to do basic things. To be honest, before I had the stroke, I was very uneducated about strokes, but From what I did know, it was the whole, I couldn't feel the left-hand side of my body. Like literally from head to toe on the left-hand side, it was completely gone. It was as if it didn't exist whatsoever. Charlene spent a considerable amount of time away from home while recovering. I did the two months in the hospital and then four months in the rehabilitation centre. So it was extremely scary coming home. It was daunting because, I mean, the first time I came home, I was on like a day visit and it didn't actually feel like my home. Like I got so used to being in hospital and obviously because I had the brain injury, it was as if the hospital became my home because I got so used to being in there every day. I had a routine in there and the same people were around me all the time. When I got home, I was given a physio that came around to the house once a week. And basically, I'd just do, like, work on stairs with her and, you know, go swimming with her, do things like that. I'm currently an outpatient with the hospital now, so now I go to the local hospital once a week to have physio. 
but unfortunately due to coronavirus now that's not going to be happen until cases lower and no with work because of the job I did it was very physically demanding working in a fast-paced environment more than likely I'll never be able to return into a job like that again because of the physical way I've been affected by the stroke but I mean I'm hopeful to eventually get into another job something I might enjoy more so doing but no it, it is just a work in progress and I'm only a year, well, just over a year post-stroke. So, I mean, the recovery I've had up till now has been absolutely amazing. So I'm hopeful within another year's time, I'll be even better. While in rehab, Charlene underwent intensive physiotherapy. I couldn't walk and I had to learn to walk again and use my left arm. When I did eventually get my first steps walking and building up that stamina my walk was very much it's called circumduction where the leg swings out it was very much an unnatural walk so one of my goals with my physio was to get a more natural working walking rhythm and I'm actually working now on getting the swing back in my arms because when I walk my left arm very much just stays by my left side Um, and doesn't swing the way it should be and I feel like I'm more confident with my walk now it is definitely better but I'd say probably the biggest struggle I've had is definitely the mental health side of things because obviously when it happened I was 23 and the thing that people don't understand is stroke can happen at any age it's not just something that happens to old people and it's something that needs more awareness in young people as well because obviously I was 23 I'd never thought one day in my 20s that I'd have a stroke and I did it did happen to me and the fact that my mobility was taken away my independence was taken away it definitely had an effect on my mental health and it's something even a year later it's something I still struggle with massively I have what's called an AVM and it's an artivenous malformation it's basically blood vessels in the brain that it's just an abnormal connection between them blood vessels so whereas on a person without an AVM the blood just flows through because the vessels in a part of my brain are abnormal it's as though the blood just builds up and because obviously the fluid was building up as well because that wasn't draining that just caused it to rupture and so it bled and then that's what caused the stroke but just recently I went to Sheffield Hallamshire Hospital to receive gamma knife surgery to treat the AVM to eventually obliterate it so I won't have another bleed but that's something that takes up to two years to actually work but I didn't really have any other choice because I went in November 2019, they tried to embolise the AVM by going in internally up through near my groin up to the brain but unfortunately they couldn't embolise it because 
the AVM was too small within itself. It just wasn't safe to do so. So I had to go for the gamma knife surgery. Honestly, I sympathise so much with people that have undiagnosed strokes and they don't know what's caused it. Like, that to me is worse because, like, yeah, I know me having an AVM, it's, it's quite a rare condition and it is something you're born with. But at least I know it had to have bled for me to find out I had it, but at least I know what's caused the stroke and I know now they know what to do to treat it. And I've met some incredible people that have been through the exact same and their AVMs have successfully, you know, been obliterated. Charlene was a busy, active person and up until suffering her stroke, there were no signs she had an AVM in her brain. Coming up on Stroke Stories, Charlene on becoming a new person. I actually love the person more I am now because before I had the stroke, I was very much a quite a shut-off, reserved person. And now I'm just so outspoken. I just say whatever's on my mind. I don't really think twice about it. Most people would say that's me being negative. I take it as a positive because... I've grown closer to people because of the way I am now. And the importance of family. Just remember, it never goes unrecognised with your loved one. It is something they'll always remember and they'll always be grateful for. It's like I'm always grateful for the people around me and they'll just be especially grateful for you. Let's hear how Charlene finds support online. I'm... I'm part of a lot of Facebook groups, the Stroke Survivors UK one specifically, that's got a different age range of different stroke survivors. And also I met a lady when I was in hospital for treatment. She actually has an AVM and she was receiving treatment at the same time as me. And funnily enough, it's in the exact same place as mine is. So I've developed quite a close relationship with her as well. I am on the list for the Stroke Association groups where you meet up, but unfortunately, due to the current situation, we're not able to meet up. And obviously, when I was in the rehabilitation, I did meet a lot of people there, but that wasn't just stroke survivors, that was a mixture of people. I'm quite vocal on them groups, and I do speak to people quite a lot on there because it's nice to relate to somebody it's nice to have support from people that know exactly what you've been through and what you're going through and it's nice to see people that have overcome it and come out of the other end it's something that once you go through a stroke and once you've had a stroke it's the support that gets you to a full recovery and gets you the recovery you need because it's all it's all fine you know talking to family and friends about it but unless you've actually suffered a stroke then you don't fully understand what it's like it's like starting a new life like a nurse once said to me because I was quite down when I was in rehab obviously she said Charlene you need to mourn the old you and learn to love the new you and since that day that stuck with me and that's what I've tried to do every day. Charlene has also had a great deal of support from loved ones. Emily my partner she has been my biggest support so since it happened she's stayed by my side she's been there throughout I mean without her I honestly don't think I'd be at the point where I'm at now 
because she's motivated me when I've been down, when I've been crying, when I felt like giving up, she's been there. And it's like on the day I went for my treatment, I literally cried my eyes out and I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. But she said, no, you need to do it. She's been like stern, but also she's like just the best, like the best support. And obviously my family also, like my mum, she's been a massive support. My partner's parents have been a massive support. And, you know, like my nieces and nephews have been massive because they just keep me motivated. They keep me going. Like seeing them run and play about, it just, it makes me think, right, I need to get back physically in order to be able to play with them. Like I don't want to be known as the auntie that can't really do much. Like I want to be able to play with them and, you know, through the support and love of them, I've been able to get where I am now and I'll be forever grateful for that because not a lot of people have that. And yeah, they've just been my rock. They've been everything to me. I actually love the person more I am now because before I had the stroke, I was very much a quite a shut off, reserved person. And now I'm just so outspoken. I just say whatever's on my mind. I don't really think twice about it. Most people would say that's maybe a negative. I take it as a positive because I've grown closer to people because of the way I am now. You know, you lose a lot of friends, you gain a lot of friends. And I just feel as though if this had to have happened for me to be the way I am now, then I'm grateful it did happen because it's changed my perspective on things. It's made me so grateful for life. And I didn't feel that way before. I was just very much very focused on my work, very focused on just what wasn't important. And now I realise what is important. I am getting married to my partner, Emily, next year, next July. So that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. And my goal for that is just, I want to be able to walk down the aisle naturally. So that motivates me again to, you know, get physically better. And then obviously for the honeymoon, we've booked to go to Sorrento in Italy. So again, there, I want to be able to walk around. I want to be able to go and see the sights. So they're definitely my motivations. And here's Charlene's advice for stroke survivors and their families. Advice for stroke survivors would be to never give up. Never think you're at a point where you've fully recovered because there's so much further you can go. There's so much more you can do. Never feel like your life's been taken away because it's not. You've just been given another lease of life. And cherish every single moment you have with your friends and family because they're the ones that are always going to be there for you and they're the ones that are always going to stick by you. And advice for carers of stroke survivors, I'd just say what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal. And just remember, it never goes unrecognised with your loved one. It is something they'll always remember and they'll always be grateful for. It's like I'm always grateful for the people around me 
and they'll just be especially grateful for you. Charlene is an incredibly positive person and has overcome major obstacles in her stroke recovery. She's now looking forward to her wedding and honeymoon with partner Emily. Coming up in the next episode of Stroke Stories. Around 2 a.m. on November 23rd, I awakened with a pretty bad headache. Now, I was prone to migraines, but had not been treating for anything for about 15 to 20 years. So I thought, well, I'll just go back to bed and it will go away. Please don't forget to subscribe to Stroke Stories and rate and comment on the episodes you hear. And if you are or you know of a stroke survivor and there's a story you can share, please get in touch via Twitter or Instagram. Our DMs are open. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thank you for listening. Thank you.